All right, and welcome into another edition of the Jazz Nation podcast. My name is Daniel. I am the admin of those Jazz Nation pages you're following online. Let's see Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Oh, and the podcast here. We I do a little hosting of this as well. You can find the links for all those sorts of things in one simple place at linktree.com forward slash Jazz Nation News. And with me, like he is always, he loves to do it with us. The non-jazz fan here to give his opinion his name is will wonder how are you doing this lovely early morning i'm good i got my workout in i've got my cold brew going eye boogers are still there though but um yeah i'm excited to break this game down so we are recording this bright and early on friday morning here in salt lake city because we couldn't wait to start talking about well, we don't want to talk so much about last night, but it's time to start talking the future. But uh, I guess, I mean, we guess we kind of got it. Why don't we, I mean, I didn't really prepare you this for, but a little outside the news, why don't you kind of remind folks maybe, because there wasn't just a jazz game last night. There was other teams that lost and are now out. So right. refresh our memory. Who else is now out of the playoffs? For sure. Raptors lose to the 76ers, 132-97. Raptors are going home. Pelicans, though, they put up a good fight. Uh, lose to the Suns, 115-109. Um, win two out of the four games there, and then we get to our game. Uh, Suns, though, will advance to play the Dallas Mavericks, and I'll, I'll touch on that uh, for a moment at some point in this podcast. Yeah, so let's just uh, – thanks for the, that update on things. So, yeah, let's jump into last night. It was a lovely – It was I would say it was like a spring weather kind of day in Salt Lake City. A little windy, a little windy. Yeah, I mean, for us, went – for us that went to the game, it was a it was nice going in, but when we left, came out, it was rainy, so definitely springy. The date was April twenty eighth, two thousand twenty two. It might go down in history with Jazz fans because is it possible that this was the last game that we seen Coach Q, Rudy Gobert, insert many players' names into this part here? Because unfortunately, the Jazz season has come to an end. Man, what a game! The Dallas Mavericks though come out victorious um i want to just give a quick little story here so i'm all day you know i i'm checking for tickets i'm like man i want to land some good tickets i want to find a good deal i'm like keeping an eye out right and i'm like okay nothing yet nothing yet and then it gets to uh, maybe like two hours before and i'm like you know what i'm not going to the game i just i'm gonna make the decision to stay home I'm going to watch the draft, the NFL draft, and then I'm going to watch the jazz game. It'll be a nice little sports night at home with the family. Well, about, I'd say about 40, 50 minutes before jazz game starts, I get a message from um, somebody that I've messaged with before. It kind of just, yeah, but they're actually one of the team sponsors. The, the company's called Wasatch IT. For anyone that watches the jazz games, you've seen their commercials for their, like the, the uh, the jazz bear comes in like saying the TV's broken and they hurry and fix it for him stuff. But uh, yeah, they sent me a message like, Hey, are you anywhere close to the arena? We might have some tickets. And I'm, I'm like, well, I'm kind of close. But then I reply back and go, you know, I should probably stay home. I told the family I'd stay home, watch the game with them there. And then the next message is even if it was row C now, for those that don't know at the jazz arena, not the even a they, number, huh? The way it goes is row a is on. the So that's on the floor. That's, AA is like where you want to be. So it goes A, B, C, and then starts one, two, three. So basically row Shout C is Jackson five. Sorry, row, go C, ahead. row C is three up there. So 
once they said that, I replied back and said, you know what? The family will be good for without me for tonight. So shout out to the Wasatch IT folks that came through and hooked me up with some sweet tickets to the yeah. game. You got a real close up view of this, the last iteration of this jazz team. What, so, a, what a way to yeah. do it. People so, are going to be really upset you threw that in there, but go ahead. I mean, people are always upset. I don't can't help it. But yes, thank you so much to them for the hookup on that. And yeah, I did have a really good up for everybody that, you know, because I was posting some videos and stuff and they were like, are you the elf? Is that you? No, I'm not the elf, but I was about two seats to his left. So yeah, so I, I was on TV a couple of times thanks to the elf. But yes, I did have an up close view to actually see what was going on in the game. And I have to say the first half of that game was a beautiful thing to see. The jazz actually looked like the jazz that we've seen all season. They were making some threes. The defense looked good. Another thing I would like to say is when you're that close, it's true. Luca complains a lot. I mean, <laughs> I mean, and the, the fun part is that you actually get to hear him complaining and, you know, being very dramatic. But here's the other thing I notice: for all the times he complains and doesn't get the call. It's way more times that he's getting the call. And then when he turns around after talking to the ref, you can see him laughing and basically saying, I got you. I got the refs." And boy, does he love to talk to the crowd, too. He loves he loves to say, I told you, fools, I got you. <laughs> yeah. So that was my experience of the night. First mm. half was a beautiful thing. I believe you would agree with that, right? They were actually. Yeah, they threes. were up. They were up. Yeah, the Jazz looked good the first half. They were up 12 at halftime. We, we'll get into the, the full stats here at the end, but in my head, the Jazz were actually shooting well from three. And then I was having a conversation with one of our um, one of our friends, and he goes, what do you mean? They shot nine for 35. And I said, did they make eight of those in the first half? Because what the hell? The only one who didn't seem like he was shooting well and, and had a bad shooting night, just watching it on television was Royce. Missed a lot of open threes, but then, you know, you actually sit in it and you realize, oh, yeah, Conley didn't make any. He made one. Mitchell had kind of a rough uh, two for seven. And then obviously the last one, the miss of the cinch, I would say. But go ahead. Yeah. So first half, the, first half, Jazz looked great. So the, you know, as far as the Royce situation in the first half, he actually was looking good. He was, I mean, I even said it to the person I was there with, our friend. Um, <laughs> I was like, man, this is like Roy's best game of the series. I think he had yeah. like eight or nine points in the first half. I'm like, go Royce. Well, he had eight then, the whole game. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think in the second half, there was a big fat zero after that yeah. because whatever happened with the speeches at halftime, it worked in favor of the Mavs because that third quarter for the Mavs was just take over USA. They basically took over and, you know, the Jazz were rolling hard with Clarkson last night. You could tell the coach is like, you know what, cute. Coach Q was like, Clarks, we got to roll with you tonight. And he was basically in there almost the whole second half. And I don't know if he got tired at some point in the third, but he was, he just seemed out of it. He, he wasn't making the shots like he was in the first half. Um, he wasn't able to attack the basket as good. Um, and it, I mean, it was just not him. Everybody just seemed to have the, the, the bed. The second <laughs> the half, third quarter. Yeah. The second half, the, the team just seemed like, I mean, rotations were awful. Um, and it, and then it was just a bunch of plays where you were like, what the hell? The, the, uh, Wancho going up for a dunk and it's slightly sliding out of his hand, getting blocked by Luca. Like, I don't know if Luca's ever blocked anybody. 
Oh man. So there was, there was <laughs> speaking to him, there was a play and pretty sure it was in the third quarter. And it was just like the sign that things are about to turn to crap. The jazz were actually still up. I think this is really close in the start of the third ish time. Um, but Honcho had came in at that point and the jazz had actually gotten the steal, and they had numbers. I'm pretty sure it was Honcho and Daniel. Dan, Dan, Daniel. That's the play I'm talking house. about house and instead of yeah instead of passing yeah. it you know alley-oop or whatever he goes and <clears throat> tries to do it himself and you could just when that happened you could just tell like the the mood and the this went like what the f-? you know and it just seemed at that point all of a sudden dallas's foot was on the jazz neck oh my microphone's falling <laughs> hey. and uh at that point it just seemed like the jazz were just struggling to keep their head above water. I mean, that really, to me, that's when the game kind of flipped, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and I mean, people have seen it to death. I'm sure all of jazz fans were on Twitter all night last night, but like rotations were awful. Guys were just getting to where they wanted to be. The corner threes were open again. I don't, I mean, we can, I beat this to death on what I think about it, but uh, it was just a bad defensive excuse me, performance in the second half and then they couldn't make shots. So yeah, ugly, ugly loss to end this, uh, this, this iteration of the jazz. The other thing that I, that caught my eye, you know, sitting in those seats where you can kind of get a good vibe of everything uh, is that, um, okay. Um, <laughs> Luca was totally in Boyan's head. I mean, for even in the first half, it seemed like Boyan was just, struggling and struggling. He, I mean, he was, compl- I wouldn't say complaining, but he sure was upset with the calls that were going against him and the calls that he was not getting. And you could tell that it was totally affecting him. Um, he did knock down some threes there in the third and I think maybe one in the fourth or so, but um, yeah, that was the other thing that caught my eye. So yeah, he, he, <clears throat> I don't know if you noticed it there uh, in your primo seats or, you know, if you were getting your free hot dog or whatever, but um there was a couple of plays where, you know, him and Rudy were there and it should have been either uh, uh, Bogdanovich making the rotation and Rudy stepping up or vice versa. And you, I, I don't know how many times, I think it was two or three times on the broadcast that I could see Bogdanovich just throwing his hands up because Rudy didn't make the right move. And I thought, man, what that's like so telling, so interesting to see that, I mean, it's such a crucial game and emotions are high, but he's just kind of like fed up with it. It was very interesting. Another thing, you know, I'm just going to keep saying sitting in those beautiful scenes oh, that, I, that I noticed is what, are you trying to be a heel for the, all the jazz nation or what? <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to tell you the experience that I had because okay. all right, go ahead. when you're, when you're there, you have a good experience, but um, I, I think it was, this is in the fourth quarter. Royce is in the game. Um, he's playing defense on Luca, but he's also, really struggling on offense and somebody's at the free throw line for the jazz. And I see Donovan go over to Royce and he kind of not, not like, you know, aggressively grabs hugs him or something, but kind of grabs him. You can even hear him say, you know, basically telling him get in the game, dude, don't let this get in your head. And, you know, when you're open, take the mother. I mean, he basically, you can hear him say, you take the effing shot when you're open, take the shot. And so here's the thing. I mean, I, I loved it in the point that, that Donovan is telling his teammate do, you know, is being a good teammate. But on the other side, it hit me. It's like, man, we are in game six of the playoffs. Like, do you, is that really like, 
it concerned me that the fact that we still had to worry about that with Royce, you know, at that point of the game in the series that he's still in his head like that. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's a huge moment. Like you said, game six, um, it's a lot of pressure. And if Royce is zero for five and he decides, you know what, I'm not going to shoot these threes anymore, open or not. You, you, you need to take the open three. Like he had somewhere he was wide, wide open. And once you start missing those, it kind of plays with your head a little bit. I think Donovan did obviously did the right thing there because if he's wide open, obviously he went over five, but the chances of him not making one of those, if he has a couple more is, is very slim in my opinion. But I mean, Donovan to me is a, is a leader that doesn't necessarily like yell and scream. The first half, he was so locked in, and I don't know if you could see it there, but on the broadcast, you could just see. Oh, like, yeah. He wasn't even, there was no bullshit from him. There was no, like, jumping up and clapping and laughing. He was just so locked in. And, well, the, uh, yeah, there was a point that, and I, again, I can't remember exactly what quarter it was, but he came back into the game, and, you know, instead of, like, you know, going out and high-fiving his teammates or whatever, he literally just walked over and said, I got this guy. And then just was locked in. He was wherever he was, he was right there. And he was like face to face, head to head with him. And so no, he was locked in. You could tell he was like, I don't want to lose this mother effing game. Yeah. Um, The other thing that I noticed that was kind of awesome, but I was pissed that it didn't last long is Pascal got minutes and he, he came in and he was, he was that energy we needed. Mm-hmm. He was actually going like the thing that was frustrating the hell out of me is once again, it seemed like the Mavs were out reading the out rebounding the jazz. Yeah. How does uh, that happen? <clears throat> I mean, look, Rudy Gobert, I love you and all, but dude, you're like the tallest one out there. How can you let Luca come up and get all these rebounds over you? You know, you, my biggest thing is, is like you watch Rudy and he literally waits for the ball to come to him. Right. And I don't know if this is just a big man thing. Maybe he can't, move around so quick for rebounds, but he just wait. And if the ball's not coming to him, he ain't, he ain't getting the rebound. And if not, mm. then Luca's jumping right into him and taking it. This um, is a, this is a horrible, I mean, this was a horrible matchup for Rudy Gobert, anyone on this team, the way they spread the floor. But we said that last year too. Everyone said that last year with the Clippers and we've said it before. So it's, it's not so much on Gobert. It's on, um, <laughs> I'm just going to say to me, it's on, on Quinn Snyder and what he decides to do with Gobert. And I've said that before too, then people might disagree with me, but um, you can't leave Rudy out there when, when the floor is spread like that, he's not used to making those rotations out on the perimeter. And then again, getting the rebounds, he's out of position. He's not where he normally would be. So those long rebounds or even those short rebounds, he's just not ready for it. But there was a couple where he should have had it and he didn't get it. Yeah, and I mean, I say that we could say the same thing about Whiteside. I mean, Whiteside, who should be even more, a little bit more. If okay, if Rudy can't be as mobile to get to the rebound, (laughs) Whiteside, who's I I don't know if Whiteside's any more mobile. Like I don't know. I I I love Whiteside, but I don't. I feel like he should have just a little bit more gear to be able to get there, but he doesn't. So, anyways, to finish the thought, we're I know we're a little limited on time here, so let's let's cut to the cheese or whatever the same. We got to we got to do our real jobs. Um, so Pascal came in and he, he brought the boost. He was that energy. He was diving for yeah, it was 100%. In there. and good God, coach Q let him in there for maybe five minutes. And at the four. next time, he got a total at, of four minutes at the next time out, 
Rudy Gobert stretching, and I, go, I say to my friend, I'm like, oh, mother effer. Q's taking him out. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I don't know. what I, We could go on and on about this game, but let's kind of put a bow on this because we need to talk some other stuff. What yeah. are your Any final thoughts from you on this game? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, again, the three-point shooting was awful in the second half. I don't know if it's an indictment on uh, uh, Snyder, on Gobert, but, I mean, I've said it multiple times this this playoffs last playoffs uh maybe the rest of the team around that isn't right but how do you build that how do you change that you have to work with what you have uh and like you said pascal gives some high energy minutes when he comes in but he only got four so i don't know i i it was a very sad way to see the jazz lose and especially man like i don't know if there could have been a better play drawn up to get uh, Bogdanovich that ball. Yeah, let's talk real spot. quick about that last play because, of course, you know, it doesn't go in, so that that flips the switch for all the haters out there to just start talking mad crap on it, which, <laughs> you know, I watched the, the Inside the NBA guys, and I am think it was Kenny and maybe Shaq, but they're just like, dude, you got to go for the two there. You got to go for the two. Oh, there. It's hell, like, why? He's wide open. <laughs> well, well <laughs> yeah, and well, first off, first off, they're like, dudes, you know, yeah, he's wide open. At first, they say it's a beautiful play. But he should have went for the two. Well, that's not the play. The play yeah. was not drawn up for that, obviously. I, um, I, I would imagine, just, just to, to, to rebuttal that, I would imagine there was something that would have been going to the hoop if that three wasn't open. There had to have been. There's, there's not going to be just one option off an inbound play. At the end of the game, he was wide open. He got the pump fake, and he, he missed it. He was the best three-point shooter of the night. It made sense for him to take that shot. 36 minutes, maybe he's a little tired, a little flat. He knew it wasn't going in. I feel everyone else in the arena thought it was. And then it was just like a bomb went off <laughs> and uh, I just felt awful. All right. So I just want to read this. This is a tweet. The former jazz man, Joe Ingles actually tweeted out this morning concerning that play. He said, what a play coach Q drew up for that last shot. JC screen was perfect. We all have seen bogey make that shot so many times. Everyone in that locker room would have, would have him take that shot again. Just the way it is sometimes. So, I mean, yeah, there's even your, for every, all the jazz haters out there, there's your loving Joe Engel saying that the play was the exact play that should have been drawn up. That was the every, he should have taken the shot. Um, yeah. You know, I seen, I've seen people saying, why isn't Donovan taking Well, Donovan wasn't open. We, we could go on and on about this play too. That it, it literally is simple as that. Majority, yep. Sometimes the hoop goes, or the shot goes in. And unfortunately this time the shot didn't go in. The, 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 he was open. You take it every single time. That's it. So let's move along. Cause yeah, like I said, we were limited on time here and I want to get to some other things. So the jazz lose. So typically when teams, you know, when the season's over, they, the next day or the day after that, they do the locker room clean out and have interviews, right? Well, mm-hmm. this year they are not doing that. They did not do that. They actually made an announcement. The jazz PR did to the writers saying, hey, guess what? You know, the locker room clean out that we were probably going to do tomorrow, that's not happening. We're doing interviews right now. But the crazy thing was is that only a few players came and did interviews, not all of them. Now, here's what I want to get to. So why why the reporters are talking to players and stuff like that, somebody on the Jazz is already posting a photo of himself. Of course, you know, the photo where he's walking in, looking all stylish to the arena. And his emojis is the peace sign. And in the photo, he's given the peace sign. Can you guess who the player is by chance? It's basically telling us, peace out. I'm done with you. Um, or if you've already top, seen it, just say it. I, I haven't. But off the top of my head, I have two guys in my head. But I'm going to go with Rudy Gay. Yep. 
Okay. Yep. Yep. Rudy Gay. I mean, I made that. I made a complaint like last time about how players, you know, don't be posting things right after the game. Well, it was no surprise to me that Rudy Gay would be the dude to be the first one to post and say, and and not even give like a thank you to the fans or any coaches. He's yeah. no his, his emoji is peace out. And you damn well bet he's probably in a car on the way to the airport to get the first flight out of Salt Lake. I want to know what the hell happened with, with him, but I'm sure that'll come out later. Because yeah, I mean, it makes no sense. I mean, I bet apparently so apparently it was the players decision to not to do the, you know, the interviews tomorrow, yeah. the clock room clean out. And, and I, you know, Andy Larson, one of the, the writers says, apparently it's not even, they don't have to do that. They don't have to do those interviews. So technically it's not against them. There's, they're not breaking any contracts or anything like that. Or so, yeah, oh, I've got, I've got something to say to Andy Larson. I saw a tweet last night, but I'll, I'll leave that uh, for when I can get, throw that in here. <laughs> so we'll just say this. So Rudy Gay didn't do any interviews. Um, these other players that didn't do interviews, I think it's just cause they probably ran out of time, but um, white side, Honcho, House, Trent Forrest. Jer- I mean, it probably would have been easier just to say who did. So basically, who, the only ones they did talk to after the game was Conley, Rudy Gay, or excuse me, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, and Coach Snyder. And that was mm-hmm. it. So, I mean, the thing that kind of sucks about this is that there it would have been nice to hear from, like, not just the players, but also management. Like, sometimes, you know, you usually hear from the owners. You hear from... yeah. Management. And the only one that, that I guess is going to talk today is Justin Zanuck, who at the moment that we're recording is the general manager of the Jazz. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think there's been much talk about this, but I don't know if he's going to be in that position for much longer. Just because, like, I mean, if you think about it, when everyone thinks the Jazz in management now, all they say is Danny Ainge. Oh, yeah. So, so is does Justin even want, like... Say they even like you can stay in the job, but just remember Danny's kind of like does he really want to stay in that position that he's gotta get like obviously he's always gotta get the owner's opinion and thoughts before he makes a trade or whatever, but now he's gotta to go to someone else too. I mean, I don't know. What would would you want to stay in that position if that was that? Uh, that's tough because you have that cloud looming over you. Um like the extra extra. It's like the hey, you got like three clouds yeah. above. And you. I mean, I guess it, it depends on what his other options are. <laughs> Uh, but he, he's made a home here in Utah and he's done a relatively decent job. I would, I don't know. Maybe he can learn a lot from Danny Ainge too. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to throw one thing out here, uh, about Danny Ainge and just to make things, I'll let you, I'll let you go ahead because I wanted to make it very clear to jazz fans that this summer, this off season is going to be very uh, intense. Hurry, whatever you wanted to say, just hurry and say it. Just Danny Ainge does not care who you have ties to, who you like, who the fans love here in Utah. He, you know, traded Joe Ingles, wasn't playing. I think it was a great trade. I wanted to say Andy Larson last night said Ingles, uh, trading Ingles and only getting Hernan Gomez and, and Alexander Walker back was shocking, then proved painful. Now, I don't know what the hell Andy's talking about. Would you rather have Joe Ingles sitting on the bench and Hernan Gomez not playing? That's a weird, weird statement from him. Um, but Danny Ainge, think about what he's done in Bo- what he's done in Boston. He first gets there, trades Antoine Walker. He trades Rajon Rondo at one point. Trades KG and Paul Pierce. He trades Doc Rivers. He traded a coach. You ever heard about that? <laughs> he trades Isaiah Thomas after a potential five M- uh, top five MVP season. All he yeah, did but- for the city playing in the yeah, playoff but, game after his sister passes away for Kyrie yeah, but, Irving. He doesn't give a shit about yeah, but, what jazz fans want. Yeah. But what, but Justin Zanuck is a GM. Okay. No. Yeah. But did he win a championship? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. No, I mean, but <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like 
if for all I'm just, the I'm just I'm just prepping Jazz fans to let them know that like, don't be tied to anybody on this team. Like for whatever reason, people are already blaming things on Danny Ainge this year. We've all seen the comments. So incredible. But once <laughs> the fact of the matter is, is that that he has the ability to bring in people and stuff, and that's his job. Like yeah. that's what we listen, fans. Let's. I'm going to keep it simple. We always say, but we need this. We want this. We want that. We're in Salt Lake City, Utah, folks. It's we know it is hard to get players here, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you need to bring players in? You got to have a superstar. So you've got Donovan who can talk to him like a player and stuff. You yep. also need a legit. You need an owner that can talk to him as well, and that's why they probably have Wade in too, right? I exactly. Mean, Ryan Smith's <clears throat> a cool dude and all, but I can't imagine Ryan Smith, the computer tech guy, goes over and says, "So you like the new iPad?" And they're just like, "Huh?" You know. But well, Dwayne Wade shows I mean, Dwayne Dwayne Wade shows up and he's talking with you. You're like, okay, so Salt Lake's cool, and he's you know you can talk to him and stuff. Yeah, and then you also have Danny Ainge with all his history and stuff. So mm-hmm. for everyone that bitches and moans that we don't have a championship, we don't do this. Look, Ryan Smith ownership has done everything they can at this point to get things in place to get an ownership or excuse me a championship. Yeah. So now we just got to let the cards fall. Shit's get. I mean, simple as this. Shit's about to get real. With his team, like things are going to change. And, you know, to move things along here, I think everyone probably assumes at this point that Coach Snyder's out, right? But who knows? I mean, a tweet literally just came out breaking. Blah, 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 blah. Um, Sam Amick of The Athletic just sent out a tweet saying, Sources, Quinn Snyder isn't on any hot seat with the Jazz, not even close. But his future in Utah remains unclear nonetheless. But why? So, I mean, wow. to me, that's like, you know, at first you're reading that and going, oh, he's not in the hot seat. But then he kind of comes around and says, but his future remains, you know. So, I mean, the way you kind of took that was what? Explain it to the folks. Yeah, just other possible jobs opening and him wanting to leave. There's been rumors of the San Antonio job uh, replacing Pop, even though Pop hasn't officially said he's leaving. The Lakers job, which, Jesus, Quinn, if you think it's rough, don't go to L.A. And I'm sure there's other places that want him, too, but. Uh, that's that's how I take that. And it's very interesting that they just kind of came out and said that uh, our sources came out and said that he's not on the hot seat here, which uh, I find hard to believe. But maybe maybe that's the case. Sources. Well, it was fun. It was funny last night after the game, you know, uh, with my awesome seats, I also got a uh, free parking spot that was like in a garage thing, you know. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> but but the problem with the garage thing is after the game, you have no sales service. Right. So. I'm sitting here trying to get sales service. I'm like, oh, this is going to be the time where Woj is about to tweet out and say, per source, you know, kind of like how the Lakers just let their coach go at right after the game. I was like, this is it. They're about to let Quinn go, and I'm not even going to know about it. Let, give me a service. And it didn't happen, but it was kind of a funny <laughs> thing. Um, So here's what I'm going to say. You know, I've been talking before. We're, we're, we're not going to speculate until the season's over. Well, the season's over now, so I'm going to speculate a little here. And there's this one I'm about to say, I'm just going to put this full disclosure. There is no sourcing of this. There's no inside info. This is just me, the guy here, talking out my own stuff here. So take that out of his own pie hole. Go ahead. So if this is a big if, if the Utah Jazz are moving on from Quinn Snyder or if Quinn Snyder is moving on from the Utah Jazz and there's obviously an open spot for the Jazz. My thought is I or who I'd like to see them bring back. Bring him home. Bring him back. It's former jazz assistant coach, former University of Utah player, good friend with Donovan Mitchell, 
His name's Johnny Bryant. He's currently on the coaching staff with the New York Knicks. Oh, yeah. So you know what that does also? Not only does that bring him back to Utah, brings Donovan a good, you know, his coach back. It also gives the big F you to all you New York fans that are like, oh, yeah, Donovan's coming home. Oh, yeah. Bing well, we bong. Just took, we just took one of your coaches from you and brought him back. How about that? You know, so mm-hmm. again, there's no sourcing on that. There's no nothing. Anyone listening? This is just me putting this out there. In that situation, if there is a vacant coaching position for the Jazz, I, a fan of the Jazz here, talking on a microphone, would love to see Johnny Bryant come back and fill in that position. I think he would be a good head coach. He's now has the experience. He has great um, relationship with Donovan Mitchell, so that's going to make Donovan happy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all it's it's all there. Uh, what do you? I don't know. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with it. He has uh, roots here. He has it. It makes sense. I don't know who else they would bring or bring up from the assistant coaching staff to be the head coach, but I I would be all for it. Great guy, great guy. Yeah. So that's out there from us as far as our sources of no sourcing. It's just us saying Johnny Bryant. If that position's open, we would love to see you back here in Salt Lake City, and I'm sure Donovan Mitchell would too. Now. Speaking of the roster and conspiracy thinking here, um, obviously <laughs> it was funny, you know, we're leaving the arena and I'm just, you know, I'm a little sad and I'm just talking out my butt and I go, well, the yard sale starts tomorrow. And, you know, people kind of laugh and one guy goes, wait, what do you mean? And I go, and I didn't want to, you know, get into a whole conversation about the team. So I just go, oh, uh, you know, cause they're changing the jerseys. So they're all the jerseys are about to go on sale. And he's all, oh <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, that's not really what I was talking about. I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about everyone on this team is probably about to become on the now. Okay, think about this: who's free agent wise? Okay, so house. Okay, I'm just gonna say this: this white side, okay, no sourcing here or anything, but the Jazz and House, House probably is, is gonna say thank you so much for kind of helping me get my to another, probably another level. He's probably gonna make some more money. Obviously, because he wasn't playing until they brought him in, but he's not. I, I would be ultimately humongously surprised to see if he's back with Utah next year. Because yes, he so he's a complete free agent. He can go wherever he wants. I don't think just as much as Rudy Gay's. I mean, Rudy Gay and his relationship with the team is there. Like we said, there's going to be stories and what tweets oh, and stuff coming out. out. He, he is. There's. I, I'm pretty sure he's still under contract, but there's no way we see him again in a Jazz uniform. He is pissed. He's going to be pissed, and it'll come out. Now, right behind him, I would say House is the next guy who's probably not too happy with his time here. Um, I don't know if that's because he probably thought he had more minutes or if he just ended up didn't like the culture or if he didn't like the teammates. But, there, I mean, there's videos out there we've talked about before where he's yelling on the bench, upset with the team, and blah, blah, blah. So, um, and you, I don't know, again, body language. What do you think? Do you get the, the vibe that he's probably down with the team at this point as well? I mean, if if not for... Like what you're saying, if there are issues internally with him and the rest of the team, he's going to get paid more by somebody else. Oh if yeah, the Jazz someone's don't. Gonna, someone's going to overpay him for sure. And I don't. Even, I wouldn't even necessarily necessarily say overpaid. I mean, his contract right now, obviously, he signed off a ten day, then signed the rest of the year. It's relatively small in NBA terms, regular people terms. It's a great, great yearly income. <clears throat> but I don't think the Jazz can pay him what was is probably needed. And men maybe a, a worse team pays him more than you know what he's quote-unquote worth but i mean pascal i believe is a restricted free agent 
Yeah. I, I'd have to look up Forrest, but I think he's restricted as well after they they figured out his contract. Um, but yeah, so, so so as far as free agency, yeah, let's. I mean, it's so basically Whiteside. He's completely free agent. He can go. Yep. And I, I I don't see him back just because I think I think Utah had higher hopes for him, and he he was there. Let's say for every one game that he was there and doing good and was probably exactly what they wanted to be. There was then 20 other games where you were like, where the wow. fuck? Where one, the to 20, one to 20 ratio? Good I mean, lord. I mean, it was it, maybe not that bad, but it was pretty, compared to what they probably wanted from him, I don't think it's there. And listen, folks, like we said, we're living in the Ainge era now, and it's it's we're not waiting around for you probably anymore. So I don't see him coming back. Trent Forrest, uh, that's hard just because his injury situation and stuff like that. I mean, it kind of sucks. You didn't get to see him even play at the end of the year and in the playoffs, but I, th- I think they, I mean, he's restricted. I think they, I think they bring him back. I think they, ha- they're very high on him. He'll be back. The, the, I mean, Pascal, I'm not Pascal's another one. I, I don't know. Pascal's tough too. restricted, but I, I could, I could see him being a little unhappy, obviously what happened playing here and stuff like that, but his buddy's still here. So who knows? And maybe yeah. once they get the new, if, yeah, I'm sorry. If they get a new coach and things like that, I don't know. Maybe they say, "Dude, just give us." Maybe they, he's like, "Okay, I'll I'll sign a short year, like a one year, and we'll yeah. go from there." Thing. So, um, but then all these other ones, trades. I mean, there's there's going to be some trades, folks. Um, yeah, Rudy Gay will be gone. I mean, he has an expiring contract in 2023 with a player option. He's out. The one interesting player to look for. I mean, obviously, you can talk about uh, Gobert. Um, but Bogdanovich also 2023 would be a free agent and maybe they move him. I don't know. I'm not, again, no source, absolutely no sources here, but, um, just looking at that, the contracts and, and how Danny Ainge likes to move and Bogdanovich could really help a team that's on the brink. But then again, I don't know, man. I don't, there's right, way have, too many unanswerable questions. We're, we're running so short on time. We got so other things to get to here. So another thing I got to get to is, so last night after the game and they're doing the interviews with players, Donovan Mitchell's up and talking. And of course, one of the first questions they give him is his thoughts on staying in Utah and, you know, if rumors of him wanting out are true. So he says, so the first reporter to ask him, he says, Yes, I want to be in Utah. I mean, there's a whole quote, and I don't have it here in front of me, but the basic is he says, yes, I want to be here in Utah. And then he kind of says something along, you know, it hurts right now to have lost the game. I, I, I want to get my mind right. But yes, you know, like Utah. Then a couple of minutes go by, and then another reporter asks him again, uh, saying, I just want to go back to that question of your thoughts about being in Utah. Here's where things get interesting. He gives a different answer this time. Instead of just being like, I already, you know, already answered that. Yeah, I want to be here. You know, stop asking me. He then says something toward, uh, again, I don't have the whole quote here in front of me. Sorry, not, but he says, my mindset is to win. And then, you know, I, and then he says something along the line of, I'm going to take a week to think about it. But so the thing that was very confusing, and, and I'm telling you today, you're going to see it all over national media. You're going to see tons of tweets and things more about it. So by the time this comes out, people are probably going to know a lot more what I'm talking about. But it's just odd that he kind of gave two different answers there. Like, why not just say again, like, Hey, yeah. Like I just told Sarah, the reporter, I, I like it here in Utah. I'm down for Utah. And then just say something along the line. I just need to take the next week to kind of clear my brains and then let's regroup. It was just a little odd. I'm just telling you, I, I doubt that you probably, cause I'm you, okay. unlike, unlike me, you probably weren't on Jeff's Twitter all night reading. Things, no. But Mm-mm. you probably haven't heard that yet. So yeah, be prepared today, folks, that that's probably going to be all over the news. 
Um, me, no sourcing again. This is just my, I think at this point, Donovan likes Utah. He likes the fans here. He likes what the team's doing as far as the culture, you know, the ownership, you know, Dwayne Wade, and they're ready to make moves. The all-star game, you know, he has to have liked what's changed in that aspect. I'm sure what he doesn't like is the team in the sense of he's probably sick. Uh, and I, this, I'll just be honest. Cause you know, Hey, we can just say whatever. Now we're in the off season. <laughs> I think, I think he's gotten to the point with Rudy Gobert where he's going to see, and he's going to have power. I mean, not power, but you know, pretty high say here to go into the office with, with Danny and Zanuck owners and say, look, I want to be here, but here is who I don't want to play with. And Honestly, I think he, I mean, he's going to say, look, I, I love Rudy Gobert. He's a great guy. He's been an awesome teammate, but we've done this now for how many seasons and it's not working. Right. Like, does that make sense? Like how many times can he keep losing in the playoffs and just keep bringing the same team back? It It's not working. So again, this is no sourcing. There's no info. This is me just talking. I think Donovan is going to have some higher say than he has probably before. And they're going to listen to him pretty hard on this and say, so <laughs> instead of going on and on to this, what I am saying folks, because I know, okay, all those questions that we've always gotten the last couple of weeks of saying who you, if you had to trade one, is it Rudy or Donovan, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to trade either. But the fact of the matter is at this point, one of them probably does need to go. You can't keep bringing back the same and think you're going to get a different result. Right. Would you agree with that? Yep. Something's, exactly. something's got to change. Yeah. And, and I think if their management and ownership are going to pick somebody, they're probably going to roll with Donovan. It's uh, so then you have the issue. Well, Don, or Rudy's got this nice, huge contract. So what, how are you, what are you going to get for him? Um, I came up with a trade idea that I want to throw out to you. Here we go. Oh. It's, time, it's time to start conspiracy. And we're, wow. we're going to end the podcast on my conspiracy here. This is just, again, no sourcing, no inside info. This is just me conspiracying a trade. And I have no idea even if the numbers match up. I want to be able to comment on it, but go ahead. Here we go. The Utah Jazz send Rudy Gobert and Mike Conley and whatever else they got to do to make oh it all match God. up. Oh, my God. That's a lot of money. Go ahead. To the Minnesota Timberwolves for Towns and Patrick Beverly. Again, I again Ugh. I'm not again. This is just I don't. I, there's probably got to be other. There's probably got to be other ways to make things match up as far as numbers and stuff. Yeah. But here's what I like about That's it. That's obvious. Obviously, it gives the Jazz Patrick Beverly, which is like he's the dog, right? He's one of those guys we've all talked about that we need somebody that's going to get in your face. He's the guy that when he's not on your team, you hate him, right? Because he gets under your skin. I guarantee when he's on your team, you're going to be like, I love Patrick Beverly. Okay, that's one. Two, you're bringing in a different big. You're bringing in a guy that can knock down threes, that's quicker, that's younger, and it, it's just a new guy for Donovan to play with. Now, here's the flip side. If for whatever reason they don't want Towns on the team, right, so they trade him, well, guess what? Or trade for him. I guarantee you could probably turn right around and switch him for somebody else, right? Because I'm sure there's other teams out there going like, well, we didn't really want Rudy, but Towns, hmm. Okay. There's my conspiracy. We are running so low on time here. What are your thoughts on that trade I did? I know you're going to hate it just because you don't like Towns, but what are your thoughts as far as, in a, in a way of, it's a way to, that I could eat, you can, okay, let's start here. Sorry. Can you see Minnesota agreeing, like going, I can kind of get down. Do you think they could kind of get down? With um, I think Minnesota, um, 
Maybe. I don't know what they feel about towns. I, I, uh, I The money, I'll tell you this straight up, the money doesn't match up whatsoever. There's got to be some a huge contract coming from Minnesota along with that. I don't know if Patrick, I, I'm not a Patrick Beverly fan by any means, even if he was on my team. I think he's just like, he's, he's a small dog uh, and tries to have a big bark. And, and when it comes down to it, once he gets checked, it doesn't happen. Cat can spread the floor better. Um, I don't know if he can necessarily move any better than Rudy on the defensive end when teams are getting spread out. Uh, so well, I, I would say so, I don't like the trade. <laughs> so thinking on, so thinking as far as like, cause you're, I obviously we're thinking you're, I, you love to think like realistic, like, well, that's not going to work because of this and this. Mm-hmm. Now think of it. Now let's think of it. <laughs> let's think of it more of like, kind of like, is it possible that like maybe towns is just, you know, in a sense, like the, the t- thing with here and Rudy. He's been there for how many years with Minnesota? Maybe he's just like, you know what, guys? Yeah, maybe it's time to shake it up. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and he for, comes to, for and, that. And sure. He comes to Utah. He, Donovan's like hyping him up. He's like, bro, we're going to do this. Let's do this. You know? Yeah. And he's yeah. like, he's, in, he's, it's a whole new, and when, you know, if he came to town, there's going to be a parade. They're going to be like, Towns, his face is going to be all over Salt Lake. They're going to give him the hero's welcome, right? Yeah, Whether for sure. So, for sure. Yep. Um, I think, that's a, I think it's a his, tough trade. It's a tough I trade think money for him, he would come in pretty happy. So I, again, what do you yeah. guys think out there? You know, wherever you are right now, leave a comment and say, would you do this trade? Do you think it's a, would you even think it's possible of a good trade? I will also say this. I'm going to, we'll end on this. Another trade conspiracy. The person I went to, to the game with last night, shout out to Louise, our friend. He's like the, and I, we were just kind of making up trades in our head. Of course, he's like the one player I'd love to see in the jazz uniform next year. Er, uh, Pascal from Toronto. Siakam, yeah. As- well, sure. <laughs> he's like, he's like <laughs> I stun you okay. there a little bit. What with you, that? Yeah, no, no, I thought I was expecting something, but from okay, yeah, sure. Well, I mean, Pascal Siakam, yeah. His reasoning was just because I mean, think about it, Jazz are defending was terrible, right? And he's like, that dude brings in some great defense. Plus, obviously, he's still good on the offensive side. Sure. Um, yeah. Again, again, I don't know. I, I mean, I, that's a team that I could see Toronto being like, oh, Rudy, yeah, we would like... I just don't know contract-wise if that's going to work, but... Yeah, I'd, a, I'd have to look at Siakam's deal, but... Uh, th- yeah, that's a... I mean, that's a that's a that's one of the smartest things Luis has ever said, if I'm going to be... <laughs> keep it real. All right, I got, course, in, I got a clock in for my real job. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> and then, of course, just just for the last one, you know, the the quote unquote source of trades that was out there not a couple of weeks ago saying that Dallas would have interest in Rudy. How funny would it be if in the offseason, <laughs> Gobert ends up with the Dallas Mavericks, Maxi Cleaver, um, Tim Hardaway Jr., and someone oh, else Lord. come this way? Oh yeah, uh, that would be great. So, guys, uh, ladies, everyone listening, this is we're Jazz Nation podcast offseason now, which means Conspiracy USA is officially open with us and. Uh, <laughs> we all those questions that you have been sending in that were just like trade this trade that we'll get to more of those now okay so stick around with us uh hey assistant to the host you got any plugs you want to give out real quick um nothing I, we covered the nfl draft uh, on this week's pod next week we're going to dive into the second round of the nba playoffs i mean you should probably mention your podcast the will w- sorry the will wonder pod uh on instagram at the will wonder pod on twitter i am at dj will wonder See, there you go. He's uh he's still learning how to do this, folks. It's, wow. it's okay. okay. One one yeah. step at a time. Hey, Mazel Tov to your podcast there, though. Um, thanks. Uh, I just want to give a big thank you to everyone that's been following our Jazz Nation pages this season. Um, said did a post last night saying thank you, and 
don't worry, we're not going on any kind of vacation right now. We're s- sticking with you. And uh, the, the off season, as much as we didn't want the season to end, well, the next day you wake up and you go, hey, we're in the off season. It's time to start rebuilding this team. And so that's always fun. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get through it together, folks. Um, it could be worse. We could be Orlando Magic fans and have no hope in our team at all. So for real. <laughs> Uh, thanks so much for listening in to the podcast this week, today, whenever you're listening. I mean, go Jazz. They usually end it, but go Jazz offseason. We, hey, Danny Ainge, in Danny Ainge, we trust. We we have faith with you and Justin Zanuck. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Bye-bye.